Hey, Roadsters. It's Nicole with a quick word before this week's episode. As you may have guessed from the title, we're discussing some haunted paintings this week, and I encourage all of you to head over to our Facebook and Instagram page so that you can check out the paintings for yourself. That way you can follow along with us instead of just relying on our verbal descriptions, since, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words and all. Okay, enjoy the show. I am Eden. And I'm Nicole. Welcome to Roadside, Roadside Horror, Horror Show. This week we are going to do a refuel because it's just come to that time where we need a little break. We're out of gas, folks. And I actually kind of was just like, Nicole, let me take the lead. I'll do this one because I had something interesting planned and I wanted to surprise Nicole with it. I mean, she knows what we're doing, but not what we're doing. I still super appreciate you taking the lead because I just need to pull over. Absolutely. Okay, so what we're going to be doing today, guys, is haunted paintings. There are a lot of paintings out there that are said to be haunted, cursed, whatever. People don't like looking at them. People did weird things after looking at them, that sort of thing. Um, I always find it interesting with haunted objects because a lot of them end up on eBay. Which is so weird, yeah, but kind of hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the modern day like antique dump. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at that uh, that Dybbuk Box movie, The Possession. Yes. Where in real life, it was like someone bought it on like eBay, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie, it was like a yard sale. So, The digital know. yard sale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Nicole, the reason that I wanted to do this myself was twofold. First, I lied and it's threefold. So, there's that. <laughs> Uh, so firstly, there's only a few, so I didn't want to u- for us to like really copy each other, you mm-hmm. know. And secondly, it would be difficult for us to research them together and keep everything a surprise. Fair. And third, I wanted to do a little experiment on the power of suggestion today. Uh oh. I am going to start by showing you the paintings and asking you how they make you feel. Then I'll tell you about them and show the painting to you again. So that sound good? That works for me. All right. Without further ado, let's get started. This one is called The Anguished Man, and I unfortunately didn't write down who this one was by. Oh, because it's an unknown artist. Cool. So that's The Anguished Man. Okay. So it's like a shoulders up picture of a man. He's mostly red tones, a little bit of yellow. He's on a blue background. Uh, He looks horrific because it's very... I would say almost impressionistic. Like you can't really see a nose, just like dark. It's almost like his skin's been torn off. It looks like. To yeah. Me. It's it, it, there's no discernible facial features other than dark chasms where his eyes and mouth are. Uh, so the way it makes me feel a little uncomfortable, like I'm looking at a skinned person, but the color tones are really lovely. So it's very compelling to look at. Uh, it is kind of unnerving, though, because the longer I look at it, the more I notice, like, there are actual, like, points of light where the eyes are. It doesn't seem like it's, like, it has a weird humanness to it. Yeah. Well, that's fun. So tell me about the anguished man. Well, I love the fact that you enjoy in the colors. Yeah. Um, our first painting, The Anguished Man, it's a painting by an unknown artist. Things that are known about him, however, are that he mixed his own blood in with the paint while creating this creepy ass thing so that's why i love the fact that you enjoyed the colors awesome because it's mixed with blood so there's that the second is that he committed suicide shortly after he finished this painting 
Uh, there was a rumor that this painting found its way onto eBay, surprise, surprise, at one point, but that's not true, and uh, it's not for sale. Is it in a private collection? It's owned by a guy named Sean Robinson. Okay. Uh, he got this painting from his grandmother, who told him it was cursed. I don't really know why you'd be like, here you go, my loving grandson, a cursed painting. <laughs> Maybe it will bring you years of torment as it did me. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Or it's like, Nana, I love that picture. Oh, you could have it, you honey. Can have it. Just take take it now. No, take it take it with you when you leave today. <laughs> you like almost forget when you leave. No, take it here. It's yours. Um No, pull it right down at the wall, thanks. <laughs> anyway, this thing is supposed to be hella haunted. It's listed on the top five cursed items, along with such terror inducing collectibles as Annabelle, Ugh. Robert the Doll, the Dybbuk Box, and the Chair of Death. Do you know about the Chair of Death? It sounds familiar. It's like it used to be. It was like some bigwig's chair, and if you sit in it, like you'll. It you'll was in die. a bar, yeah, and you will die. Um, they actually have it on a wall now, so no one can sit on it. I mm. think this took place somewhere in like I want to say like Ireland, England, yeah, somewhere I feel like, like it's that. Europe, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the UK or like surrounding area because mm-hmm. the Republic of Ireland is not part of the UK. So it's something along those lines, and people have been like, "Ha ha! I'm just gonna sit in this chair, and boom, you're dead." Yeah. So. Anyway, Sean hung the painting up in his bedroom, you know, because you just want to display something that grotesque for some reason right where you sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He said that since then, he's heard strange whispers and crying at night along with seeing a shadowy figure. Oh, fuck that. Take that out your bedroom. I know. Are you kidding me? Um, He says that the shadow is that of a middle-aged man, and after a while... uh, he could hear the crying coming from a fucking corner in his bedroom. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, he did make a video of the painting that I watched a few years back. And in the video, he just records the painting in a spare bedroom overnight. And you can hear weird banging noises in the background. And at one point, the painting just falls over on its own. Ugh, it's giving me chills. Ugh. Yeah. I don't like this at all, Eden. If this is your first one, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be wrecked by the time we get to the, I know, right? the end. Ugh. Um, This is what the people want, Nicole. They want to shit themselves while listening to this podcast. They also want to cry and never leave their house again. So he also said that this one time there was this thick mist that appeared and he felt really cold and then it just vanished. Nope. Mm-mm. He actually moved since getting this painting, and the incidents still occur. At the old house, his son fell down the stairs, and then at the new house, his father fell down the stairs, uh, which is a bit weird. He took the oh, yeah the painting. They they weren't hurt, thankfully, so there's that. But still, get rid of this damn painting. Uh, he has since locked the painting away and refuses to sell it to anyone because he believes it might be dangerous. No shit. I mean, I guess that's good, because I, I, I guess if... I were him, and I felt that that painting was haunted. You really don't have a choice. You either lock it away, because if you burn it, who knows what happens, you know? That's true, yeah. I mean, and it's weird because it was made with human blood as a medium, mm-hmm. and other paintings have done that before. People have used their own blood as a medium for painting before. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird because think about magical practices throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like blood, urine, saliva, all of those hold your essence essentially and are used a lot in magic um especially the 
darker stuff uses it a yeah. lot more so. Uh, so it's almost like this man's essence has been retained in this painting. Yeah, and if he painted it at a time in his life, clearly he was in a dark place and killed himself shortly afterwards. It definitely probably holds over some of that negative feeling. Oh, yeah. So looking at the painting again, how do you feel now that I've read it? Makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> I didn't want to look at it to begin with. Um, I have uh, my next one, which is the one that creeps me out the most. It's like my favorite slash my most hated one because it's just really creepy to me. It's called The Hands Resist Him. Okay. So this is a picture of two young children, I would say. Maybe, you know, no older than four or five. One of them actually kind of looks like a doll. The little girl looks a little bit a like doll. a doll. Okay. She's wearing a white like dress. Is Mary Jane's on. The little boy is wearing, you know, shorts and a blue shirt. Um, they're standing in front of what looks like a door or a window. It's a door. Okay. It has a bunch of panes of glass. And then there's these creepy handprints behind it. Yep. Not handprints, actual hands. Oh, those are hands. Ugh. And then almost looks like, I don't, I don't know, the top paint almost looks like a moon or something. Yeah. It's kind of done in like a postmodernish realistic style. Yeah. Where it's not like fine details, but it's definitely like very close to realism. Okay. So this one, I've got to just say, it makes me really unsettled. I don't know what it is. But I find it to be the creepiest of all the paintings I'm going to talk about today. It's just a painting of a little boy and a life-size doll on a porch or something. And the doll is holding a dry cell battery. And at first glance, it always looks like a gun to me, but it's not a gun. Then in the door behind them, there's all these little hands, like Nicole said. This one was painted in 1972 by a man named Bill Stoneham. And it's actually a series of paintings but I find this one to be the most terrifying. This one was sold on eBay <laughs> in 2000, and this one actually kills people. Ugh. Or at least that's what I'm told, and I'm never going anywhere near it to find out, so there's that. You all know where I draw the line now. Supposedly, according to the artist, both the owner of the first gallery it was displayed in and the art critic who reviewed the painting died within a year of viewing it. Ugh. Yeah. Past owners of this painting say they've seen the figures in it move around at night and even leave the painting entirely. No! Yep. If any of you are fans of the show Supernatural, I think this is probably where they got the idea for the episode Provenance, which was in Season 1, Episode 19. It featured a haunted painting and a little girl ghost inside it that would leave the frame and kill people. Uh, she was also played by one of the creepiest kids around, Jodel Furland. Uh, you might remember her from being a creepy kid in both the Silent Hill movie and Case 39. <laughs> uh, she's kind of made a career out of being the creepy little kid. So now that she's a bit older, I wonder what, what she's going to go on to. <laughs> so back to the painting at hand. The boy featured in it is actually the artist himself at around age five. He says the door in it represents the door between reality and fantasy. The painting was once owned by Godfather actor John Marley, who played Jack Waltz, the one with the, I believe, with the head in the mm -hmm. bed. It's been a long time since I've seen those movies, guys. 
Uh, it's also said that this painting will make you feel ill if you look at it too long. And when it was for sale on eBay, it, it came with like a disclaimer saying the purchaser would take on all liability for whatever happens. Oh. Yeah, that's not something you want to really hear. <laughs> not something that makes me want to buy it. Uh, it ended up selling for over $1,000 because people love to invite negative shit into their home. <laughs> Owners of the painting have also said that the boy and the doll fight with each other at night and she threatens him. One person also said that they printed a picture of the hands resist him and then left it with some other printed pages before taking a trip to Italy. When he came back, his air conditioner had malfunctioned and everything in the room was moldy, including all the printed pages except the picture of the painting. Oh, creepy. that's super creepy. Yeah. So I'm going to show it to you again. If you must. How do you feel now? It's like truly unsettling. Also, too, now I notice like the look on the little kid's face. Yeah. It's like very like not angry, but like empty. Yeah. To, like almost like, I don't know. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. There's just something I really don't like about this mm -hmm. painting, even more than the Anguish Man. The Anguish Man is outright creepy. Uh huh. This one is just weirdly unsettling in a more subtle way. I would think even if I w didn't know the history behind that painting, I would kind of, if I saw it, like just with a bunch of other paintings, I'd be like, Ugh, I don't, like, I don't that. like this one. Yeah. yeah. And the artist is just like, yep, yeah, it's just, sorry, it's cursed. My bad. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. so messed up. Mm -mm. Okay. This next one is an untitled painting. Oh, one quick mm. thing. That last painting where you mentioned how the boy and the doll will fight. Yeah. In my head, I immediately flashed to Harry Potter and like the magical paintings where oh, they yeah. occasionally fight with each other, but like in a fun, jovial way. Yes. Not in the like creepy nice demonic sense. Way. Ugh, gross. <laughs> you continue. Okay. This next one is Untitled, and it's by, I hope I'm saying this right because I don't know Polish names, Zdzislaw Beksinski. Okay. We're going to go with that. Take a look at this one. Okay. Well, this is an interesting painting. It's looks like it's like a cloud or a spider's nest of bones or emaciated bodies. They're all superimposed on each other. So almost it's like a skeletal corpse walking or turning the capturing of the motion. But behind it, like floating above it are these like faces and like hands. There's like a rip in the back corner. And all of these like skeletal bodies are walking towards this bricked up door, archway door. Oh, it's a creepy like face on the bottom. Yep. It almost looks like there's a Jesus figure are like stretched out above it all, like over the door. I don't I don't know if I noticed that. Or maybe I did. Yeah, it kind of looks like yeah. It's very spidery, very like ghost in motion. Yeah. It's clear it's an unsettling picture just to look at. Um, it's very morbid. See this one I actually really like, and I don't really get creeped out by it at all until I zoom in and take in every last detail. Then it gets a bit creepy. Uh, this artist has a lot of other paintings that I've found in the same style, and I think he's just really talented. They're really good paintings. Mm -hmm. All of them equally creepy. Okay. It's like his jam. Um, he had kind of a shitty life, so I feel bad for him. His wife died back in 1998, and then a year later, his son ended up committing suicide. Mm. 
Uh, then things get even weirder because six years later, he was found murdered in his apartment. That's really, really awful. Yeah. He never really titled any of his paintings, and he was said to have burned a few of them without letting anyone see them. So either something supernatural was afoot or he was just a crazy perfectionist. Who knows? The rumor involving this painting is that if you stare at it for too long, you'll die soon after. Kind of like watching the tape from The Ring, I guess, but without the phone call. I don't know. Um, There really isn't much more about that one. So, knowing what you know now, what do you think? I mean, it's interesting, but it definitely, it feels like the the subject of it is still morbid. Like, it just seems very morbid. Yeah. And, uh... I have a feeling this, like, I don't know the actual size of the picture, but I yeah. feel like it's probably a larger painting. And I feel like if you were in a room with it, it would definitely have a strong impact. Oh, yeah. Like, look at some of his other stuff as well. Like, they're all really cool. I wouldn't necessarily want it hanging in my home, but. Yeah, it looks like most of his, his work does kind of have this. The uh, same feel. Yeah, the, an ethereal sort of. He's a fond of using this kind of, like, yellow amber light in a lot of his photos or paintings. very rather. dark fantasy. Yes. Some of these are really cool, but definitely of a more unsettling bend. They kind of remind me of like those uh, Renaissance, Dutch Renaissance paintings of like plague victims. Oh, and yeah. Things like that, where it's like the Bruegel, I think. My art history is so rusty. It's terrible. Yeah. But the idea, that's what it kind of reminds me of, like something you would see depicting like, you know, hell and an altarpiece in a medieval or Renaissance church. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Absolutely. Uh, now there's this next one, Man Proposes, God Disposes, by Edwin Henry Landseer. Weird, right? Yeah. So this is not what I was expecting from that title. No. It's a picture of two polar bears basically ripping apart what looks like a discarded or broken mainsail, like a ship's mast, perhaps. And they're surrounded by icebergy type things and i'm gonna zoom in a little bit because i can't tell what that is oh that's a rib cage that's what that is and there's <laughs> blood on the blood on like the canvas behind the bears like one of the bears is full on eating a rib and the other bear is like ripping at some fabric. sometimes i want ribs too it just happens <laughs> but yeah it's like two feasting polar bears in this arctic setting now this one i just don't see what's so scary and unsettling about it since it has polar bears i just think i want a coke uh that's pretty much where i go you're a victim of advertising i am this picture is supposed to show the death of explorer sir john franklin who went exploring in the arctic and he and his whole crew died because you know it's the arctic and it's unlivable Mm -hmm. so the story behind this one is a little weird first off i'll just tell you how people feel when looking at it they say that it makes them both upset and uneasy it's actually housed in Royal Holloway University of London. Okay. They cover it up with the Union flag during exams. Uh, In the 1970s, there apparently was a student who committed suicide after staring at the painting for too long and left a note that simply said, the polar bears made me do it. Wow. Yeah. Some students say they don't even want to sit near it. So, Mm. yeah. It's interesting because it is like, it's it's not outright spooky. No, it's not. What do you think now looking at it? So now when I look at it again, 
straight up like the one polar bear looks absolutely joyous to be like mounting down on this like rib it kind of does but that's probably the nature of polar bears so yeah and the other one does look excessively vicious as he's like tearing at this cloth it's like these are definitely dangerous animals i wouldn't say it's picturesque in any way shape or form it's not something i would ever want in my house yeah 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 and i also feel like it has this like it's very much like a subtle like in the now i'm noticing it more like you can see like a discarded like uh, telescope on the one side like yeah it's so it, you have more explorery things yeah and it seems very much like it's a medit. it definitely has like a meditation on like like there's an underlying message of like death in this painting yeah. and i think that's part of why it's a little bit unnerving our next picture is called the rain woman by svetlana Telets. okay oh Okay. I hate this painting, but I like the story, so. (laughs) This painting, it's of a woman, and she has almost this, like, wide-brim black hat on, head to toe, well, I can't see her toes, it's the upper part of her body, shoulders up, and she has black on, almost like she's wearing a black scarf, could be her hair. The background definitely looks rainy. Overall, the the painting kind of reminds me of a little bit of, like, uh, Pablo Picasso, like, his blue period, like, that kind of elongated uh, figure. But there's like little subtle like rain smears and drips in like the painting background. A little bit on the woman. She's kind of fuzzy. Interesting. Okay, the rain woman. All right. Tell me more about why this painting interested you. Okay, well, first of all, this is going to sound really weird. This painting reminds me of Alanis Morissette, which uh, sounds weird now, but I'll tell you why. (laughs) Svetlana says that she completed this painting in about five hours, which is super quick. Yeah. Uh, I can't paint very well, but... Even if I could, you better believe something like that would take me a lot longer than five hours. Anyway, the reason that I said it reminds me of Alanis Morissette is because she had said that when she was writing most of the songs for her 1995 album, Jagged Little Pill, that they were all written in 45 minutes or less. Oh, so kind of like uh, inspiration, making work very productive and quick. Exactly. Yeah. So back to this painting. It has apparently had several owners, and they all return it quickly after. Hmm. Each one said that they would suffer insomnia, feel sad, and feel as though they were being watched while in possession of this painting. I feel so special now because I can have insomnia all by myself without any help from any painting. (laughs) So, go me. It's a superpower. What makes this even stranger is that Svetlana also said that the whole time that she was painting this, she felt as if her hand was being guided by an unseen force. Weird, like automatic writing, but with painting. With painting, yeah. Uh, The picture is currently in a salon in Kiev, and people who see it today say that sometimes the woman is uh, smiling in the picture at them, and sometimes she's giving them this angry glare. Hmm. So her expression changes. Svetlana says that she thinks she painted the presence that she has always felt watching over her. That's super spooky. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, The first person to purchase the painting said they begged Svetlana to take it back because they felt like they weren't alone in their apartment and they couldn't sleep. They had taken it down and hid it behind a cupboard, but they still felt as if someone was in the apartment with them. Uh, Nope. Nope. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The second guy who bought the painting didn't even want his money back and just gave the painting to Svetlana, uh, <laughs> saying that there was, yeah, he said there was the shadow of a woman, 
walking around his house. Nope. Yeah. Mm-mm. And he was dreaming of her every night. Fuck that. Uh, he was actually very afraid for like his life from this. I would the good on you, sir, because I would give that painting back too if that happened. Yeah, he's like, like keep my money, just take your painting. I don't want it. It's scary. Arts for suckers, take this painting <laughs> exactly. back. Exactly. Uh, the third owner didn't believe in the supposed haunting that uh, accompanies the painting when purchasing it, but ended up returning it pretty quickly, saying he kept seeing the woman's eyes everywhere and that he got a pounding headache from being around it. Weird. Yeah. Okay, so look at the painting one last time. How do you feel now? So it's still unsettling, but I understand what they're saying about like the eyes kind of like yeah the way they're painted. It's sort of, it's not directly focused, but if you hang this a certain way, it would definitely feel like the eyes are watching you. Plus she does kind of like have this like, mm, almost like not Mona Lisa smile, but ambiguous it's like very, expression. Yeah. So I think depending on your mood, it could be angry or a- happy. After I wrote that part in my notes, I looked at the picture again and I could see both. So Yeah, I feel like she seems very dour. Yes. But um, yeah, I don't like that painting. I- I'm not a big fan either. All right. Our next painting is The Crying Boy by Giovanni Bragolin. Okay. Here you go. Uh- <laughs> At first glance, I'm like, precious moments. Yeah, right? It does kind of look it, precious it, moments Yeah, it has a more, it has that, it's more realistic than precious moments, but it kind of has that feeling to it. It's a little white boy. He's probably, I would say, pretty young, a toddler, maybe three. He has these tears coming down his chubby little cheeks. He's like these like sad blue eyes. The one eye looks a little wonky and creepy, though. This is actually an entire series of paintings that he does. He does crying boys all the time. And like the one side of his face is like almost like misshapen a little bit near like the forehead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, it is unsettling. It's just, I don't know. Something's not quite right. It looks cute and innocent at first. And yeah, then it's it, the longer you look at it, the yeah. more you're like, something's not right about it's, it's the proportion or like the shading. Something's off. Well, something is majorly off about this painting. This one is really interesting and weird. Okay. This guy, obviously Italian with a name like Giovanni, has an entire series of crying boy paintings, like I mentioned. Uh, This one, however, is the one that we're concerned with today because it was mass produced in the 50s and even the copies are all haunted. What? Yep. That seems so weird. Yeah, it is. A ton of people who bought these paintings of the crying boy ended up experiencing house fires. So not just one, but a lot of people. Yeah. This is the painting that causes house fires. Uh, Weirder still where firefighters looked amongst the scorched remains of the houses. They found this painting untouched by the fire. Wow. That. mm, Yeah. I don't know what to say about that. I actually watched a BBC thing where they tried to burn the picture and it in fact did not burn. One person on there said that it was possible that they may have used something on it to make it flame retardant, but I don't know. Okay, I mean, I'm assuming they were trying to burn a copy of it, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, others have just said the picture makes them feel incredibly sad. Well, I mean, as a crying child. Yes, exactly. No pretty... one likes crying children. Whether you find it sad or annoying, no one likes <laughs> crying children. Whether it's on an airplane, in a restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, it's just unsettling looking at it again. Like he looks very cher- cherubic, but I personally would not be down to hang this painting anywhere. No. 
I don't like it. I don't like his one. The one side of his face is all wonky. I don't like it. <laughs> and like the, it does look like he's staring straight at you too. That is true. It does. Ugh. Done. Take it away. I don't want to look at it more anymore. I will take it away. Here is the an interesting thing because this is an artist that we know pretty well. It is The Dead Mother by Edvard Munch. Oh, of Scream fame. Correct. Huh. Well, it's definitely in, in Munch's style. It's this little girl, probably like a toddler. Yeah. Like blonde hair, blue eyes, covering her ears. And then standing behind or laying behind her is this like pale bluish figure of a woman in a looks like a bed. Yeah. Dark hair pulled back from her face, her eyes closed. She, she, her nose and cheeks look, look a little sunken. I would say this is more realistic than the scream, like the little girls painted yeah. more realistically, but still slightly impressionistic. It is a little unsettling just because if I didn't know the title, yeah. I think I would still assume that the woman behind was her was dead. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that the little girl is staring directly out of the painting at you is is a little bit unnerving. But not as unsettling as some of the other photos we've or pictures True. we've looked at. I keep saying photos, but it's because I'm looking at photos, photos of pictures. Of the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one is interesting to me because he's the guy who painted the scream, like mm-hmm. you said. It used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. My cousin had a copy of it in his room, and it really creeped me out. So now I come to find that there is a creepy brother of this painting. Really? So did not like it. Hmm. Because like I said, the scream was just too creepy. Although now that Facebook told me that the the screaming person can look like a dog. Now I just (laughs) see the dog and it's laughable now. But, you know, there are two things that I found out about this painting. It's been exhibited nearly everywhere. So a lot of people have seen it and experienced this. Uh, The first one is pretty common. The eyes of the child follow you around. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's been said of many paintings before and i think it's just a thing with some works of art if you're really good you can make a picture look like it's coming out of the canvas or anything you want oh yeah especially if you're doing again that like view of the subject looking back at the viewer yes it makes it more effective and it's like all about perspective and how you can alter that the other one however is really unsettling okay people have said that from the picture, they have heard the sounds of the dead mother's bed sheets rustling. Lord help me, major nope. Uh, what? No. Yeah. They, they hear the painting. They hear the painting. The dead mother's bed sheets rustling. I don't. I don't like that at all. No, it's terrifying. Uh. Uh-uh. Care to take one last gander at our friend? Sure. I. I like it even less now. That's for sure. <laughs> Do you hear bed sheets wrestling? No, but it is kind of like when I look at it again, like the way that like he painted the background behind directly behind the girl, it's almost like she's radiating something like it's almost like a radiant. Oh, yeah, I can shadow. see that. I can see that. The shadow behind her is very radiant. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's it's creepy, but he was just a creepy artist in general. He achieved his goal with that painting. Yeah. So major nope. That one is just called major nope. <laughs> um. <laughs> This next one is kind of interesting. It's the Rokeby Venus by Diego Velasquez. Here we go. The Rokeby Venus by Diego Velasquez. Hmm. It's a naked woman. Okay. Yeah. It's like most of your typical Venus portraits. It's a female nude reclining on a chaise. She's turned away from you. So all you really see is her back and her legs and behind. 
And then holding what looks like a mirror is a little Cupid or cherub child with wings and a little blue slash, also nude. Funny thing about this, in my research looking at stuff and watching videos on it, someone described it as the most slappable ass of any painting. I mean, she does have the little Venus dimples, very luxurious milky skin. Oh, yes. So it looks like a very typical like Venus depiction, but like the weird thing about it is like the the mirror because it's it's a really dark mirror yeah and the way that it's like angled doesn't seem to be correct like it wouldn't really be reflecting her face the way that it's depicted it's weird yeah and also her face is like it's hard to see her face it's almost like her eyes are closed but i don't know it's it's definitely both typical and yet weirdly unusual for like a venus depiction yeah or a female nude picture this particular painting had several owners all of which insisted it was cursed until it came to its final home at the national gallery of london a lot of its past owners have gotten sick or died while having it in their possession and francisco goya a painter who has plenty of his own dark macabre Mm -hmm. paintings if you've ever seen them um actually saturn eating his young is like such a disturbing image (laughs) i actually really like his work i find it very cool He had a mistress who owned this painting at one time, or at least that was the rumor, and she died with it in ownership. Hmm. It's also said to drive people mad if they look upon it for too long. All this bizarre curse-related stuff stopped, though, when a feminist named Mary Richardson got fed up at how men gaped at it, and she slashed the paintings five times with a butcher's knife. You can still see the slashes today. Well, then. Yeah. She's just like, oh, fuck this. Men are perverts. I hate men. And started slashing <laughs> up this painting. She's like, fine. Is she still beautiful now? Yeah. Well then. So very angry feminist. Um, yeah. I guess that's how you break curses. <laughs> I, I guess. But yeah, the, now now it's, it's evil powers. It's evil seductive powers are gone. Interesting. So technically, this is our last painting, but I do have a fun fact after. Okay. This one's called The Stagecraft by Laura P. It's called The Stagecraft. Correct. Okay. This is different from the other paintings we've looked at. So it's a picture of what looks like an old wagon. Uh, almost looks like it would have had a canvas on it, but that's no longer there. And it still has like the rug board, the big wagon wheels on it, probably pulled by horses or something. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's in front of a barn and there's a couple trees surrounding it. Is that a person over there? Yep. It's like a headless person behind yep. it in the background. That's spooky. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting style. It's sort of, it's realistic, but it also kind of has this like watercolor-y kind of feel to it. Yeah, beautiful watercolor. Yeah. All right. Tell me more. So with this one, it had been based off a picture that was taken by James Kidd. That man that can be seen to the left there wasn't at, uh, he wasn't in the photograph originally and only showed up once developed and like you said it looks like he doesn't have a freaking head yeah so yeah he was not in that picture at all and then when it was developed there was a man suddenly there creepy this painting no matter where it is hung always becomes crooked people have fixed it and the next day it's crooked again what it just won't hang straight that would drive me up a wall yeah exactly it was hung in an office at one point, and suddenly papers started going missing in the office, and appointments would be all messed up. Hmm. Um, the people at the office were just like, take your fucking haunted painting back. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like it at all. When the artist moved it from the office and into a brand new house, 
the roof started to leak. They had roofers come in three times, and they could not find the source of the leaks. Once the picture was taken down, the leaks stopped. Weird. Uh, They had these starfish things hanging on the wall securely, from what I'm told. And one flew off one day, and it flew a good six or seven feet with that painting being hung near it. So they already had these like starfish like sculptures or whatever on the wall. Yeah. And they hung the painting up, and then all of a sudden the starfish is like, I'm out of here. I guess, yeah. Other than that, the painting's like, I will not stand for anyone being near me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Mm. know. There are a lot more stories that went on like this from the painter, but I think the rest may have just been coincidence, so I didn't write them down. Mm. Uh, The painting caused so much trouble that it was eventually burned. What? Yeah. They just burned it because they're just like, "Uh, it's too haunted. We don't want it. We're just going to destroy it. That's super weird. Yeah. So now it's not not alive anymore. (laughs) I wonder if the photo that she used to, that she based the painting on it has any kind of weird that's what i'm wondering too paranormal activity around it because the only paranormal weird thing was the fact that the man showed up in it after mm-hmm. it was developed right which could be double exposure maybe could but... be but i mean that's a pretty solid man yeah that's just so irritated trying to hang that straight on my wall too yeah so what you think looking at it again i wouldn't hang it yeah i just I don't dislike it. doesn't creep me out. I just do not like the painting now. I think I'm just like... Yeah. I wasn't a super huge fan to begin with. Yeah. And then I saw the disembodied disembodied man in the background. Yeah. So, pass. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'd pass too. I'd pass on all of these because they're <laughs> haunted and I don't want that shit in my house. So, my bonus and or fun fact painting is the Mona Lisa. Really? Yeah. Uh, the Mona Lisa is said to cause Stendhal syndrome. What's that? Uh, it's apparently something where people faint or have experienced tachycardia or hallucinate when seeing something of beauty, according to the dictionary. Um, with the Mona Lisa, people have said that they feel like they're inside the painting and that can make them aggressive or suicidal. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. That's so weird because I, I, I've never been to see the Mona Lisa. I, I've never I've never seen it when it's travel stateside. I've never been to the Louvre. Yeah. Um, but I know people who have. And all of them across the board have been kind of underwhelmed. Yeah, that's everyone says it's like very overrated. Uh, it's also small. And it's hard to actually see. Yeah, I remember it was funny because um, I think it was my brother who's. You very, always imagine it being like huge for yeah. some reason, like taking up an entire wall. Well, that's almost. like my my brother's a very tall guy, and when he saw the Mona Lisa, he's like, "Thank God I was tall. I could actually see it <laughs> over all the people's heads." Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I guess that's interesting. Yeah. There's so I feel like the Mona Lisa is one of those. It's like it's so iconic. Yeah. And it's probably one of the best known paintings in the world. Absolutely. It's also the most stolen painting in the world, I think. Because a bunch of people have stolen it. I mean, it's so tiny. It's so easy to pocket. Yes. Just walking out. I wish I could remember what TV show I was watching when they were stealing a painting and they're like, you know, cutting it out of the frame. It's like, you're ruining that painting. We need this to, you know, to do like whatever. It's like, this is how you steal a painting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for doing all the research for that, Eden. Yeah, sure. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. I just hope uh, that looking at pictures of paintings don't pass the curse on. Cause... Yeah, I don't think so. The only thing that actually happened to me when doing it was the hands resist him. Um, when looking at it, I started feeling very dizzy. Mm. Well, it is also allergy season, so. Yeah, that's true. I, like my head throbbed occasionally, but I blame that on pollen. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. We will be posting these pictures on Facebook for you guys so you can look at them too and, you know, tell us what you think. Yeah. Uh, um, of course, we'll also share them on Instagram as well since, you know, it's what Instagram is made for. Exactly. Pictures, pictures, pictures. All right, guys. Anything you want to add, Nicole? N- no, but thanks again mm-hmm. for taking the lead on this refuel. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I thought it was fun. Uh, if you have any questions for Eden or you know of other weird, haunted, cursed paintings, or even objects. There are quite a few more, yeah. Yeah, And please. I do want to do haunted objects and haunted dolls as well at some point. Yeah, that'd be awesome if you guys have any suggestions for other refuels you'd like to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Please let us know. Uh, you can reach out to us at roadsidehorrorshow at gmail.com. You can also get to us on Facebook or Instagram at Roadside Horror Show or Twitter at Roadside Horror. Um, you can always stop by our website roadsidehorrorshow.podbean.com and I think that's it. Yeah, as usual we just like to thank uh, Yox Rocks Designs and E. Massey for our logo and intro and outro music. And until next time, gang, creep, creep on, on, creeping on. on.